Welcome everyone to Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, June the 12th, 8.36 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with us. If you're listening to us on your favorite audio platform, thank you so much for being with us. Drop us a like, subscribe to the channel, share it to your friends. We are Loud and Proud Orlando. We are ecstatic and super happy that we got pretty much kind of like a treble, you know, nine points. You know, you got uh, a great win at home against Colorado, right? A team that uh, ended up with nine men on the pitch. Then uh, the Orlando Pride that stunned the whole NWSL. No one had the pride beating, to me, one of the top contenders for the title, which is Portland. Um, great job from the back line of the Pride. I mean, to completely decimate uh, the attack. And also OCB, that's on a roll. Also still unbeaten at home. Uh, so definitely stuff to talk about. Here with John, uh, we're going to read all your comments. Uh, we're going to read all your comments completely. Drop us a like, subscribe to the channel, and let's go. What's up, John? How you doing? Nine-point weekend, buddy. I mean, all right. what's not to like about that, you know? We get that uh, get that home win for Orlando City. Uh, OCB continue to defend the fortress that is Osceola Heritage Park. And then uh, the Pride win at home again on Sunday as well. So it's, you know, three home games, three wins, nine points. What more can you ask for from, the, right. uh, from the club, you know? Also, Let I don't know how many people know this. But they have like they get special breakfast all the staff when they when they get so every time because I remember when I worked there, if the all the teams win, then on the the week after they get like a special breakfast. So whenever oh, they wow. yeah, that's really cool, right? So if the teams really win, cool. the staff you know they get rewarded. So I always think about that whenever I think about nine point weekends. All the staffs getting their they're getting their breakfast. Well, so. they deserve it. I want to say hello to Lucas, Hannah, everyone. So that's fantastic and. uh let me drink that feel-good Kool-Aid right now. I'm going to drink it. Because I think, you know, it's six games, man. You know, I mean, it's six games, man. I mean, uh, or, um, Orlando is definitely playing much better. I do have to say it's not perfect because I did have to say I have to pinpoint. And let's start with this. Orlando through times have had difficult time adjusting when there's sudden change and rapid change. And I believe that Orlando could have scored a couple of more goals faster. You know, they were already down 10, right? And <laughs> when the half came, it was still nil-nil, right? It didn't really, you didn't, you know? And then when it, they went down nine, I mean, I mean, if you would have not scored at least two goals to a nine-man team, I mean, it would have been crazy. But like I'm and I'm still consistent, I'm still persistent. All I care is winning, man. I honestly don't care how we win, but the crowd deserved it. You know, the crowd deserved it. They were yearning for that home uh, win after the galaxy, you know. And I think uh, Orlando, you know, still the effectiveness, you know, we need to definitely, I mean, the, pl the playability and and you know. How they play uh, offensively, it's right there. The the substitutions were key, all of that. But now let's see what Orlando is going to do against the refs because no Pedro, no Wilder. 
right, John? Uh, what were your first takes of the game? I mean, I think the the first thing was that first half for me reminded me a lot of the Atlanta game where we were creating all the chances and we were making a lot, but we just we weren't finishing and we weren't having we weren't being clinical, you know. So like the the Atlanta game, we weren't clinical. Then we were very clinical, I think, against um, who did we play in between? I'm blanking now. Uh, the, the team before this. Who did we play, Luis? Help me out here, buddy. Uh, the team before this? Yes. Oh, it's been a crazy week. Um, oh, whoever that was, we were clinical. I'm blanking completely now. It was the Red it Bulls. The Red Bulls. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so we were very in. clinical against the Red Bulls. Um, and then this kind of first half um, against the Rapids kind of was like the Atlanta game where we weren't being clinical and it, it reminded me of that a lot. And so when they got the red card and we still, you know, for the rest of that first half, we still hadn't scored. I like you was a little bit like we, we really need to, you know, do something like we gotta, we gotta be more aggressive in the second half. You know, we need to see a change in the second half. And Oscar, I think, talked to them during that second half and said, look, we got to we got to be more aggressive than you're being. you got to create even more chances now because they're just going to sit back even more. And I think we saw that in the second half. So I was really pleased with the fact that we we took the game to them in that second half. Right. We we didn't, you know. We essentially said we are going to grab this game by the scruff of the neck and win it. Exactly. Ten men, nine men, whatever. We got the job done. Um, I do agree with you, though, that it, it could have maybe been a bit more clinical um, than it was. So that would be, right. you know, some having some negatives. And I think also maybe they had a couple too many chances for having 10 or nine men on the field. And I understand that we were, you know, we were playing Mauricio as that second, ten, like an eight. Um, right. It's kind of like an builder. eight. And I think, I think Oscar was basically looked at them. He looked at them anyway at the beginning of the game and said, we're going to attack the whole time. So when they went down 10 men, his mentality was like, just throw everything at them. Right. And so a part of that was putting Pereira a little bit deeper, which left us a little bit more exposed because we just had a Rujo. So they had some chances because we were being so attacking. Um, but I don't have a problem with that. And I think Oscar, like I said, I think he looked at that and he goes, if we attack the whole time with against 10 men, I have faith that we'll score, you know, a goal or two and put this game away um, instead of, you know, being more pragmatic and being like, oh, okay, we're going to be solid because we have, you know, a, a man up. So I like that about him, but I think there was a little bit, maybe too many chances for them in that second half with, you know, down to nine men and they're still testing us. That's not, that shouldn't be happening. Right. You know, Right, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I just put the lineup right here of both teams. Um, Orlando dominated most attacking chances in the first and second half. Um, I think in in the first half, I saw tons of through balls were coming from both flanks, uh, but no one was able to capitalize on those chances. Uh, in the beginning, Cartagena turned over the ball uh, quite significantly. Uh, I, I do have to say, um, then obviously his his performance uh, improved. And, uh, but you know, the turnovers really, I mean, you got to close out the game, you know, it kind of, I, I agree with you in a way that you were saying how kind of looked like an Atlanta game, uh, like the Atlanta game, it, it was pretty much a carbon copy. 
of it, in my opinion. Um, I, what a difference it makes, I think, for our form, for Orlando's form, is how our, our wings, how they're overperforming everyone else. I mean, you're talking about Facu Torres finding his form, finally. You have Kyle Smith that, you know, in Kyle we trust, man. I mean, dude's like made out of adamantium or something. I mean, he's made out of some some crazy. I mean, the, the, the dude is like all over. He's like, like, a, like, a, like a 2023 Jeep, man, like with brand new tires. Like it can go through anything. And then you have Santos, which is performing 10 out of 10, in my opinion, offensively and defensively now. And he's developed this connection with Ivan Angulo, and he's pretty much one of the best players in the team right now. So the our strong our strengths are the wings, and we were throwing balls and throwing balls and throwing balls. But I guess also with a little bit of merit of of Colorado's backline, uh, Kara wasn't able to, to didn't get any balls, in my opinion. So um, Orlando was able to to you know Kara had this this header I don't know if you remember uh, there was a there was a header then it went wide and then after that um, Colorado just kept the, themselves very com- compact and then you know Angulo just he just went off I, I don't know I mean an, an amazing game another amazing game by Ivan Angulo he's definitely being like the best player in the team right now I don't know what are your thoughts regarding Ivan Angulo uh, John I mean yeah he, he just he causes so many problems with his pace and his dribbling and like you said with Santos they've learned how to do that you know one of you goes up and the other one like drops into the space like he's got that perfect situation where he'll cut inside and Santos will come over with the overlap and he'll then look to see if Santos is overlapping and pass it back. And then he'll make a run in front of Santos. Like here, he would make a run all the way to the byline, pick up the ball. You remember that one? And he crossed it back in front of goal. So he's doing all of these different things. It's not as one dimensional. It was before, you know, we were talking about how he just would put his head down and dribble straight. And like, you know, now we're seeing lots of different things that he can do when he's getting into those positions. He's, He's using his brain to say, I'm going to either pick a pass or I'm going to make the cross or I'm going to shoot myself. And I think that he's he's coming on leaps and bounds. And that left-hand side for this game was so dangerous for us. Like most of the attacks came in there, partly because of the way we're playing. Like Kyle Smith is playing as like what you would call an, an inverted fullback, essentially, or an inverted wingback. So right. he's kind of stepping inside and helping uh, Arujo or Cartagena um, covering that defensive midfield position. But even in this game, he was going even further. He was like almost an attacking midfielder at times in that central position. Um, and because of that, that allows Santos to go even further up the left wing. And Santos is putting in some some great balls. And I think that's where I would disagree with you a little bit on Cara. I think, I think that in this game, he, there was multiple chances for him. And I, I, I think he needs to be a little bit more dynamic in the box. Like he needs to go and attack the ball when it's coming across because there was multiple crosses that kind of seemed to go to nobody. And I don't think that they were bad balls. I just think that they're putting the ball in the right place, but Carr is just not where he should be or he's not attacking the ball. He's being a bit too stationary, if that makes sense. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I he, just think in this game, like he missed a couple headers. There was a really bad first touch he had in the box where he just let the ball completely bounce off his foot. Um, and I, if you look back on foot mob, you know, at the last three games, the Atlanta game, Carr has got a 6.3. The Red Bulls game, he's got a 6.6. This game, he's got a 6.6. Whereas the three games before that, the Inter Miami game, he's got an 8.4. The New York game, he's got a 7.6 and a 7.8. So. I think that these last three games haven't been as impressive from Kara as those, those previous three. So I think, you know, there might be an argument to say that it's time to drop him and bring in Duncan. You know, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but if it, if it wasn't our DP striker, and this is the way I would ask you, like if it wasn't our DP striker and he hadn't scored in three games and you have another informed striker, you would immediately, in my opinion, you would immediately make that switch. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, is definitely. it is it just because he's the DP that, you know, we're going to keep him in there for another game or so, or, you know, he's going to get a little bit more time when, you know, arguably if you're not scored in three, then there's, I would say, you know, someone else needs to step up for a game. You know, and then, and then uh, I will say, you know, Colorado had some chances as well, which is, it was surprising, especially in the first half. And we'll read your comments just a moment. Uh, just keep dropping your comments. Uh, Brian Galvan, uh, man, he did a broke. I mean, and, 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 and he did a, like a big boot, like Kane, like in WWE, like broke kick. Um, Wilder Cartagena. Now, I got, I, I, I got, I got completely sold. When I saw Cartagena, I saw the, the foot up and then Cartagena dropping. I was like, yo, he broke his ribs. Cartagena was like, oh, my God. No, my ribs. Ah, they rolling. Now, I, I ate it up. I ate it up completely. Now, uh, then, I, then I find out later on that he was completely fine. <laughs> no, he was like, because I got... And I asked the question to Oscar in the post press conference, like Oscar, how's Wilder? Because we saw that kick, then we saw Wilder playing until the end of the game, right? And then we saw that he was subbed. You know, Martin came in, right? And then Rodrigo came in for for uh, Antonio Carlos. So I'm like, you know, maybe he's injured, like, and because. Obviously, he's about to play, about to fly into a plane to to Korea. He's right now in Korea, right now with with Galese to to play against Korea and, and Japan. I'm like, yo, he's injured. And so I asked Oscar, I was like, hey, is he okay? And he said, no, it was a tactical change. So with Wilder, what he wanted was more less defense, more offense, right? Let's put Martin right there to be the disruptor, right? You know, and then when it came to AC, he wanted to protect them because of yellow cards. Even though he knows, and this is the first uh, exclusive here, I'm sure you guys know, uh, AC won't play against New England because of yellow card accumulation. But that now, would just be one game. Whereas if, he, game if he'd got a red right. card, we would have exactly. suffered against Colorado and he'd be out two games, so... Exactly. And, and, you know, it, those were the reasons, but then after that, I mean, the floodgates open for Orlando, it was all Orlando. Uh, Orlando could have had a couple more chances, but you know, again, I take the win. It was a fantastic win. It's a, it's a beautiful TIFO. I will have to say 
for the 49, um, you know, souls that went up. That was a really nice moment. Yeah, I think it, was, everybody it, was, it was a very nice moment. The stadium yeah. really appreciated that. Yeah. It, was, it was cool to see a different kind of TIFO, you know. It's like, I was like, oh, what's it going to be? And oh, it was, it was, it was really amazing. cool, made out of all the yeah. flags. I was saying it's... Yeah, and then the smoke, you know. Yeah, the the I mean, it was the rainbow smoke. Yeah, it was uh, it was very nice. And then here you have the the Fakutoris goal that came. I mean, the, the league didn't give him a an own goal, but it was kind of an own goal, right? But it's this typical cutback right in the middle, you know, trying to find that shot, you know the, you know, and um, happy for for Facundo Torres uh, and his and his. Uh, you know, now when he goes away with international duty, and that's Ramiro Ojeda, right? A well-deserved, uh, finally, right? I think he he was very static of scoring against uh, Colorado. Everybody was happy for him. Uh, as you can tell right there, everyone's hugging. Everyone I, like, I kind of got, like, Big Brother vibes, the way he, like, ran to Faku was, like, yeah. you know, like, oh, thanks, bro. Like, gave a big hug and... He was smiling, you know. I've, we haven't seen Enrique much at all, really, you know, recently. So for him to come on and score, I think hopefully means he's going to get some more minutes in these games coming up. You know, like he'll get a bit more time off the bench. A full ninety for for Mauricio Pereira, right? He's definitely in better shape. Didn't uh, they bring um, him off right at the end? Yeah, yeah, right at the end. Yeah, because when he, when he came off the eighty fourth, eighty fourth, eighty fourth, yeah. Yeah. Almost a full 90, but then, you know, history in the making, right? I think uh, we're all going to say we're very proud of, of um, Granados, you know, Alejandro Granados. He, he came in and, uh, I mean, talk about this kid, right? He comes in, had a fantastic uh, U-17 with Spain, and he he made his professional debut against Colorado, um, you know, he he watches the show apparently so very happy if he's hearing this man you know, congratulations uh you're gonna get very far and uh you know people in the team were all happy for him like in the post press conference everybody was saying you know we know alejandro we know he 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 he's he does sparring with us he trains with us we're so happy for him this is the beginning of his of his uh footballer career pretty much and uh we just couldn't be any more proud i believe he's gonna get more minutes hopefully hopefully i, I mean i think him bring brought on here was a preparation for him yeah. you know because we're gonna be losing um faku right so right. i think ohate is probably gonna be starting most likely right which yeah. means then you know he's not coming off the bench and guys like enrique and granados are the guys that would come off the bench so to be honest, I, I was amazed when he got called up for the Spanish youth team because I was like, Spain looked outside of Europe to find exactly. this guy and went, oh, wait a minute, there's a guy over in Orlando who's Spanish <laughs> who can play. Let's go find him. I would like to see the stats on how many players in the youth Spanish setup don't play in Spain. Probably not very many. Um, I imagine very few. So the fact that he's been headhunted like that to go play for the youth team is incredible. And I think that clearly, you know, he's got a massive potential. Um, I'm kind of intrigued to see what kind of a midfielder he is. You know, I think he's, uh, 
is he primarily a winger? Is he a 10? Is he an eight? Right? Like we don't really, I haven't really seen enough of him to say, you know, where he, I think he's more of a winger, right? He's maybe like an Ojeda type player. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think he could play probably in the middle and probably one of the wings, um, more of like an offensive midfielder. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he has, I mean, you could look at his build, like, I mean, for 17, he, look at his legs. Yeah. Probably. No, he's, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, it's great to see him and i think i think everybody was just like super proud to have such a young player come on who's got you know and it it reminded me of what philly did a lot like a couple seasons ago when they were just playing all those 16 17 year olds all the time you know so we're on that path with the academy i'm i'm loving that if that's the case and then it was philly at some point and then now also New England Revolution is about to do that too. Yeah. And we're and we're doing that too. So we have and, the academy. We've always had the academy yeah. in OCB. It's just that pathway wasn't always there, whereas now it seems more obvious, right? What I love about uh this kid, aside of obviously he's a great player, is his personality on the pitch. He comes in, triple C's, cool come and collected. And then he goes He goes for a shot from distance. That's the first thing he does, right? No no fear in his eyes. Then I think he goes into a little, um, like, I think one of the Colorado players, like, fouled him, and then he gets up, and then the Colorado guy tries to, like, talk to him, and then he responds. Like, I like that kind of stuff. Like, he's a, you know, he's not afraid. For being 17, talking back to Bassett or Lewis or Acosta, you know, those guys like or Rosenberry, right? Just, you know, it's it's cool. Like, I think that's that shows uh, he's – that's the reason why he was a national team, right? He's not he's not afraid. So happy for him for sure. It was a historic moment, and it was just a cherry on the cake of an of a overall good performance. Uh, attendance was 18,711 people. Uh, we were compared to the other teams in the MLS, a little data here. We were eighth, uh, sporting, sporting KC and Chicago were up, um, were, were past us. Real Salt Lake, 20,301 <laughs> Real Salt Lake, you know, it, it wasn't our greatest attendance this right. game. I gotta say beer, and beer, I, I'm not beer sure why that like is, 2%. But... Maybe it's just because we're playing Colorado and nobody nobody cares about Colorado. You know, maybe that's what it is. And then, from my understanding, when there is no football season, everybody drives to the refs game. Apparently, that's what it is. New England is second in attendance. We're gonna be going talking about New England in, in a few minutes, but um, New England, and then obviously Atlanta United, forty two thousand five hundred and thirty nine Atlanta fans. So. Um, super couldn't be any more proud about the team. Uh, a little bit of more data uh, regarding um, the game. Ramiro Enrique scored his first goal as a lion on the night. Facundo Torres scored his fifth goal of the season, team high. Uh, also tying in in team lead for all competitions with Urjan Cara. So he already caught up with Cara. Uh, also, uh, it was the hundredth appearance of Pedro Alese. Right, and that's another thing, right? Uh, I think Orlando it's good without Pedro. I think Mason has demonstrated that he 
he can step in his shoes and, and yeah, do a solid yeah. job. I think Mason is like one of the better yeah. backups in the league. Really, exactly. To be honest, I think we're very lucky to have Mason. Like he doesn't count against our salary because he's homegrown and he's quite happy to be the backup. Like he, you know, I think maybe one day he had aspirations of becoming a first team goalkeeper. Um, and, you know, I, I always hope that for backup goalkeepers, like no one wants to be the backup their entire life. Right. And I think of the last couple of seasons, Mesa's really shown that he could potentially be a starter in some other teams maybe, or, you know, at least get those opportunities. So I'm happy to keep him around. I'm just worried that one day he might want to, uh, might want to go be the starter somewhere, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's read some comments. Miss Francis. I want to say hello to Miss Francis. I'm still optimistic. Rome wasn't built in a day. Once the boys gain more confidence, the goal, the goals will come. There you go. Thank you, Miss Francis. Appreciate it. I think it. we're all very optimistic now. I think a month ago, yeah, a lot of us were not optimistic. <laughs> hey, I I was pretty doom and gloom a month ago. He's gonna, he's and I, gonna you believe. know, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Everything is gonna be smooth sailing. Like that's never, you know, the case. But, the 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 feel good Kool Aid. Right, but I think uh, we're in a much better place. And coming into these three games coming up, which are tough games. If we'd be on a losing streak right now, it, it would be, you know, <laughs> it would be really bad, like really bad. So uh, I'm just happy that things are on the up and two wins so, in a row. That's the first time that's happened this season, which is not a great thing to be this far into the season and only just get two wins. But it, it kind of unequivocally shows that we're moving in the right direction. Things are starting to click. We're getting better results. We are defensively solid. I think that's the biggest thing for me, right? Like we're we could always score goals, but we're back to being as solid as we were uh, under Oscar, which is great. And we're and we're attacking as well. So it's a it's a blend, right? I think Oscar is he's learned, like he's he's changed yeah. his tactics. We said this a month ago. Yeah, we yeah. said Oscar has he, to he adapt. Yeah, he said he, he has to adapt. He, like he, he needs has to, to listen better. Right. Right. He had to change what he'd been doing for years. And I see in these last five or six games a very different mindset from the boys. Like it's much more attacking. And I think that is overall a big positive. But also we've we haven't become defensively weak with being more attacking. Exactly. And and we're we're closing down games like uh, you yeah know, we're I, shutting I, I was, stuff down which yeah, we wouldn't do for a long exactly time. Uh, you know we 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 are uh, you know even though the cards changed the game I feel like and yeah maybe they took a little while to score the goals I mean that lack that lack of sharpness that happened earlier uh, in the first half let's say it, you know with you win. Obviously, I mean now. Now you're gonna play, in my opinion, high level competition, and uh, let's you know, it, New England is gonna be a tough opponent, especially playing uh, at, at Gillette Stadium, right? And now there's people on Twitter now that Messi is in the MLS. Leo, Leo. Uh, now, <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Excuse me if I don't chat for Leo Messi. Uh, Hold on, we're... hold on, no, 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 it's not this guy. It's this oh, guy. don't bring up the side. Oh, Leo, Leo, Leo. Uh, so, so, know, now, um... so, 
<laughs> some people were like on Twitter were, were very upset about this. And I understand why. I get it. But also, this this is just the beginning. Like for yeah. real. Like th- if mean, you think this guy, there's gonna be they're gonna be everywhere. So you gotta just accept that the messy fans will a, be everywhere. Exactly. And you apparently, can, you know. Apparently, this gentleman bought he he bought his seat. He bought his season ticket. He's a season ticket holder because he loves Messi, man. And I'm telling you, this happened not too long ago with the Pride. Ashlyn Harris left the Pride to go to Gotham. All of a sudden, there's people that leave and they go where the star goes. In the that women's happens. game, is is Alex Morgan? They did the same thing. Yeah, they, they did the we same lost thing. A lot of fans exactly. who just follow Alex Morgan, they don't follow Orlando Pride. And, yep, and same with when um, some other players like Sydney left. I've seen girls wearing Angel City shirts with Sydney in the back. So, in in the sport, you you're, you're gonna see stuff like this now. With Messi, is a whole other level. Just watch Mbappe come here too. You imagine that. I mean, he wants to leave PSG as well. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think he's got a few more years in Europe say, before he needs to come to MLS. I'll say Orla- Orlando made a bit. Come on. Vamos Orlando. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, it'll be, it'll be amazing, though. You imagine he's like, oh, yeah, I love Disney. You know, and I love the quaps. The quaps in the, at, the, at Epcot. They're my favorite. You know, man, I will laugh so hard. I'll be like, man, we got we got Mbappe, man. No, I'm just kidding. Or or even Neymar. Neymar can come, you know. Uh, to be honest with you, I think Neymar would be one that actually yeah. kind of suits us, having our exactly. history with Kaká and the Brazilians that we have here, and our connections with Brazil that we've had in the past. And you know, I forget, like he's 32 now, right? So. I still think of Neymar as like 18-year-old starlet, but the guy is done. Like, he's, yeah. you know, he's at that point also now where he's he like looking two at movies now. where yeah. I think all of these guys are gonna go to Saudi Arabia, dude. I'm not I'm not kidding. I think no, if I think you name if it isn't apart from Messi, name an old player, he's going he's going to he's going to Saudi Arabia. You know, Neymar. that money that they're offering it's just insane. Like no one can compete with that. And if if you care about money, then they they win every time, right? I mean, look at Benzema, right? Like it's it, yeah. I mean, it's an I mean, and not only that. Have you heard? Happening. Have you heard? Have you heard what uh, Ali Tihad is doing uh, with uh, the the team that Benzema went to? No, what they, are they, doing? they just got Kante. Yeah, because he was released. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. If you get guys on freeze, they're on. You know, two. He was probably on what two hundred fifty thousand pounds a week at Chelsea. Maybe maybe more. And they're offering him like a you know a billion a year or something insane. Who knows? But <laughs> uh, you know, it's way more than they're I'll offering to the it. Premier I'll League, right? You. So if you're in that age range and you want to just go make a paycheck and see out your career, then they're just gonna sweep up everybody in that in that zone, right? Like like the Neymars and the the Benzema's. Anybody who's sort of done with their big club and is in their early thirties and ready to go just make bank for the rest of their career. 
No, I'll be honest with you. I, I like the move of Messi into the MLS, personally. I think it's going to bring a whole level of competition. And I do believe, if I am a conspiracy theorist, a professional conspiracy theorist, I believe the MLS is going to do something to maybe not raise the number of DPs, but maybe lower some restrictions here and there for 2024. Because, you know, the 2026 World Cup's coming up, and I think the whole Messi thing, it's going to want, Orlando's going to want to get a big-name player now, you know? And I think Orlando, I don't, in I don't a know way, if we need to, though. I, I personally well, think that the league is moving past this. I think Messi... Right. Messi's the exception because he's messy. Right. He, I mean, he's and, messy. He's the best. Right. But if you look at the other older players that have come in, they haven't like crushed exactly. it like they used to, right? That was in the Beckham era, that was the model. Find yourself some great DPs in from somewhere else, you know, like from excellent DPs from Europe that can carry you to a thing. Now I think it's more what we're doing, where it's go find young South Americans and train them up and sell them to Europe. That is, I think, the model that we should be doing and we are doing. And I think a lot of, if you look at some of the more successful teams at the moment in the league, they're they're yeah, doing like that. Nashville. They're, not, they're not going after, you know, like look right. at Cincy, right? Like yeah. they don't have any old DPs. Cincy. They've just got young stars. Yeah. Like they just sold Brenner, right? That's, exactly. This is the model is buy them in from somewhere in South America or Europe or whatever, and build them up, and then that's how you should have. Like we should have yeah. DPs like Faku and Ojeda and I, age now. And I agree not, with you. And I agree Messi's with you. Age. I agree with you, but also in a way, because of our market, it's Orlando. Let's not forget. Since he has the Cincinnati chili with all this spaghetti and the stuff on top and all that stuff, they got some good teams there. The Reds, all that stuff. Like, I mean, you're talking about Nashville, Johnny Cash, and freaking country, country mania there. And it's a great city. Now, Orlando, it's we're we're a little smaller market. So in a way, we already have a core. I mean, I'm not saying throw everyone away, let's send Busquets and let's make a you know, no, this is not the monster, it's not a space jam, you know, we're not gonna get Jordan and Patrick Ewing and everybody. What I'm trying to say is Miami is not gonna be able to do what you're seeing other people say that Busquets and, and Suarez, I mean, they don't have, to, you know what I mean? There, there are restrictions. Bruce Arena explained it very well, which we'll put the video in just a moment. Yeah. But I think Orlando may, and look, if let's say Orlando has already their, their core, they have their youth, right? They only need, I mean, look, they brought Nani. And Nani really, in a way, was not really a name player. When he was in Man United, when he was in Man United, he was the number number two or number three. Let's be honest, right? And yeah. and and then Kaká, you would say he was a number one, right? But we were in in diapers in the league around that time. Right now, we're in a good, like you said. I agree with you that we have a core. We should not be. Our model is great. I think the way the, the front office is, has been doing the signings is great. But I think the fans. And so to draw, we may need, let's say, bring a Neymar. Just want, you know, just bring one Neymar guy, put him with Faku, with Ojeda. You know, Neymar has been to many World Cups. Like, I can, you know I can see Neymar being the one I would do that for because, right. because he suits our team so much, right? And because of the history with Kaká and everything. That's why I say him. 
And like, really, if they were to sell Cara and we signed Neymar, would anybody be upset that Cara got sold? No, not really. I mean, that's the thing. You got to either buy these guys down or you got to sell them. The Miami situation is very interesting because they have three DPs with Messi, right? So they have no DP slots. So they either have to buy down the contracts using Tam and all the fake monopoly money so that they can no longer have those guys <laughs> as DPs. And therefore they could sign, you know, Busquets as a DP. That's probably what they'll do. They'll find a way to buy down Campana or buy down whoever their other DP is. I forget. Um, however, the league needs to be really careful, I think in this situation, because if we let them sign, you know, four or five of these ex Europeans, like they want to that there's room into um most of which i think they won't but the league has already sanctioned them once for breaking the rules so the league should be all over them as it is the league should know that they have a tendency to not play by the rules mm-hmm. and therefore yes they help them get messy and i'm i'm all for that i think messy is is great for the league but the issue they can't do is they cannot let Miami just then sign whoever else they want because you're going to create a situation where they're quite obviously breaking the rules and other MLS teams and owners are going to see that and they're going to be upset. And it's just going to be obvious that they're not within their wage limit, right? Like it's only so much you can do within that budget. I I was literally when they signed, who was it that they signed? um, Who's the, the, the defensive midfielder they got in trouble for? I'm blank. Oh, Matuidi. Matuidi. When they signed Matuidi, literally years ago, I did the calculations in my head and went, wait a minute. They've already got, you know, <laughs> they've already got, uh, you know, Oops. they had Pizarro and, uh, yeah. you know, Oops. they had uh, they had the Iguain. And, and I was like, wait a minute. They don't have space for this. And then years later, it comes out. Oh, yeah, we hit some money for Matuidi. No, so it, this it, is what the league has to be careful of. Like, how yeah. much. How much is Inter Miami going to try and get away with? And the league needs to make sure that, yes, I get it. You want to bring in players to play around Messi to make the most of Messi because that that squad right now is garbage. Right. There's nothing. There's no one for <laughs> yeah, him to play with, really. In, in like the... Messi's playing with a bunch of chumps. So I understand that. But like I said, they have to be careful because they, they're in danger of ruining things. Um, by allowing them to just do whatever they want. And yeah, I think this is I, what I, you're I, talking about is right. opening it up so the Inter-Miami are able to do that and everybody else is able to do that. Exactly. And I think in a way, you're right. I mean, yes, it will downplay our academies because some of these players will get less chances. But something's got to give so at, at some point. Yeah. I it think has, the, to, the it league, has to come to a happy, to a happy medium. It's at so, that you know, point. Like right. this mess, like everyone's talking about Beckham, how that signified a massive change. It was a massive change. This is the same thing with Leo Messi, exactly. right? So it's a huge shift forward. There's mm. going to be a lot of players that go, okay, I'm going to consider MLS because Messi went there. But we can't sign those with our current restrictions. So if the league wants to benefit from Messi attracting better players, then they got to open it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like we, Most of the biggest teams are maxed out. There you go. Neymar in Orlando City jersey. That's there we go. It's already happening. It's happening, guys. I think PSG will Breaking not let news. him go. They're they're losing Messi and Mbappe. <laughs> if they lose Neymar, like they're just done. Like they got no, they lost no. their three best players. 
<laughs> in one transfer window too it'll, it'll, it'll be, it'll be, be right it'll be a great you know uh you know friendship a, a friendship derby you know or instead of the sunshine derby becomes you know the love fest between neymar and yeah. messi right you know but i'm I, just saying you know I, I just feel like it is a good change but i agree with you in a way that we should not just revert right i think this this no. this this league has gone i mean the progress i mean every player i talk to like the ojeda's the facus the gaston gonzalez that i've talked to i had the pleasure of speaking to and their uh, their families as well uh, outside the press uh, conferences um they said hey man don't sleep on the mls the the level of play and the speed it's it's way better than what we have down south like it's yeah. a whole level like it, it's costing us some ad to adapt faster we thought it was going to be easier but it's not right and, th and that's with the squad and we want it to be that, that way. we have right right so imagine trying to adapt with inter miami squad right? exactly like, and now and obviously now... messi is messy so i don't think he's going to have trouble adapting to mls i right. think he'll i think he'll learn it pretty quick but the thing is, the rest of that team around him, you know. Yeah, and now the pressure that they have to to truly, yeah. like the pressure yeah. that they have to truly ha win, you know, like, and now, and now competition in the East. I mean, you talk the Rabs, Philly, that already has a system, Nashville, Orlando, Cincinnati, like yeah. it's ain't tough. I it mean, this is, tough. this is the challenge. Are they going to get good enough? to make use of Messi in the time that he's there. That's the question. Correct. And part of that is a big squad overhaul. Part of that is probably getting in Tata Martino that, you know, looks very yeah, likely like he's going to be the guy. Which he's not a, makes good, he's sense not a good coach to me. Huh? I'm no, going to say but, it. He's not he, a good coach he coached to me. Messi. I think that's what it is, right? Yeah, so it's his friend. Yeah, friend. and he coached Joseph Martinez, obviously, Atlanta. So I think he ticks a lot of boxes for them. He might not be the best choice, but, you know regardless the team isn't there around him. And I think it's really interesting because Messi for, you know, he's been at Barca for a very long time. Then he was at PSG for a very long time playing in Argentina as well during that time. So he's only played with top level clubs and top level players around him, like 90% of his career, probably a hundred percent of his career. Now he's going to play. So now, now he's, he's going to play, play with, with a bunch of scrubs in a scrub stadium with the Andre like, Yedling. Yeah, like what? And, and what does that mean for Messi? Is he going to be looking at everyone like he's going to be standing there pointing at the floor, being like, "Why didn't you pass me the ball?" You know, like I feel like there's going to be a lot of those moments of he expects them to be able to do stuff that they can't do. And not you know? only that, he's he. I mean, if you have his car, he can tune it across the street of the stadium. There's a oh, you can yeah. tune it. You can change your rims. You can clean it. The, the there are shops right there. You can fix your brakes, and then you can go to the stadium. Imagine that, like you For know. Sure. I mean, I think yeah. that's the, that's the only thing that sucks. Is Messi came and he signed, and I understand like everyone's like, "Oh, you're bitter because there are rivals." No, like, no, no, no. I'm that's not, not even it. I'm it's happy for them. It, it's because they he signed for the worst team in the league. Like it's, it's almost embarrassing to me to think that Messi is going to play at that stadium for real. Well, he like said that, that he, stadium is not worthy. You know, it's not good enough for Lionel Messi to play. Let's be honest. And I mean, he's gonna he's in the, he's a cornerstone of that club now. So everything is going to move around him now. 
this is where we're going to be seeing the future, right? The the teams, and I hope Orlando is part of that club. The teams that already have a core, young core, developing players, but then adding, you know, because we're a small market and we have to say it right for a small market. One little star here and there. I mean, maybe on the Nani-esque star. I'm not saying like world top level like Neymar, but you know, some somebody like maybe Paulo Guerrero. I don't know. I know he's too old, but let's say somebody like maybe Bo, right? Gabriel Bo from from New England. You know, somebody like that. You know, yeah. and, and the Nashvilles and the Cincinnati's, and then we're gonna see what Inter is gonna do. You know. Yeah. So. You know, I, and I think the interesting one is that if we were to go after somebody like that, it would it would almost have to be Cara because Ojeda and Torres have got like potential resale value in the future. Cara is like twenty eight. You know, I don't I don't think we're going to get any money for him in the future. So if we're going to open up a DCP slot, it's going to be him, I think, over anybody else. Or we might sell one of the other two in the future and then. Bring it, but I, I agree. I think it would be nice to have two young DPs and one, one kind of like you said, star name. I, I think yeah, that's a nice yeah. Balance. I mean, that's why I said that's why we yeah. we, we were kind of joking. But, you know, that's why name I think our, the, name our fits the, in a way. The big thing for me is like just because they sign Messi doesn't mean we have to go exactly. Outside. That that's the no, reaction. No. I'm like, no, this is not exactly. how this works. Thank you, like, John. Yeah, just I because think... they signed Messi, that doesn't mean that we have to go and get yeah. like, hey, Slatten, come back, bro, or we can have to go to uh. Um, you know, uh, hey, hey, Ronaldo, um, come back, man. Let's do, let's do the last dance, the last dance, <laughs> the last dance here, right? You know, no, we cannot give away all the progress. No, we cannot give no, away the house. Don't, don't panic for, because for, for, they did for, that. For, it's, yeah, Messi has, Messi has three years, man. Yeah, stay in our lane. Focus on what we're exactly. doing as a club. Exactly. We're in a very good place. We're progressing forward. We're Correct. way higher up the table than they are. You know, don't don't now, panic just because they saw Messi. The the phenomenon of Messi, it's not over. You're gonna see fans that buy season tickets that are Messi fans and not Orlando fans. Oh, and yeah. people, people, Orlando fans are gonna have to, in a way, respect that. In a way, you know, sure. uh, you know, and and. Um, I'm saying an example because I'm in another podcast and they're, they're all telling me, hey, get me, get me a jersey, man. What jersey? <laughs> but you're, but you're over there in, in, in the United States. You know, yeah, just, give right, me, yeah. just give me a jersey. It's probably cheap right now. So from, from whom? Orlando? No, the messy man. Give me the messy jersey. Give me a messy. <laughs> they I want an in, I just hang right, up. They want like, an interjection. People want to get now an inter jersey just because of yeah. Messi, man. I'm of course they you. do. So, but I will say this: when we play them, I I think you're going to see more Argentina, PSG, Barca jerseys, correct, than Inter Miami jerseys in that stadium. I agree, I, and I that, agree. that's the big like. It's going to happen. They're going to be all over the stadium. Yeah. My only thing is like this club has to be good about keeping them out of the supporter section because we saw that during the Tigres game and it was bad. Like there was Mexico jerseys and Tigo jerseys everywhere in the wall, and yeah, the, we just yeah, we the, just I don't want that. Like le just leave us the wall, just for the Orlando fans. The yeah, Messi fans can I, be elsewhere. In I, the I agree. I agree with you. If they want to pay their four thousand dollar ticket, pay it, bro. But 
leave the supporter section. Well, the club the has very clear rules on exactly. what you can and cannot wear. So they, they just got to enforce that. That's all. Exactly. And I, I think we're, we're in a good, good shape. And I'm glad that we kind of talked about this a little bit because, yeah, I mean, it's been everywhere. And yeah. the people are calling me saying, oh, are you going to go cover Inter now? Right? <laughs> are you going to go? It's like, no, man. I'm just when I mean, places. I've been trying to listen to my regular podcast for the week, but they're all just messy podcasts yeah, it's now. It's all messy. So, yeah. Yeah. so Mr. J Santo 7, as a Papi Out fan, uh, I would love a situation where we're talking about extending the man at the end of the season, begging him to stay. I mean, if Oscar's turned it around to that point where he's earned it, then he's great. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it's a long season. Let's not forget, right? Like, you know, it's, yeah. a month ago, I would have been close to you on that same, you know, potentially Oscar might have to see the door if things get worse. He's turned it around. Awesome. Um, and I think that we're on the right path. But if we end the season, you know, like ninth, yeah, are we going to be asking Oscar to come back? I'm not sure we will. So it really all depends at the end of this year. I think. What do you? Where do you? Would you say, Luis? How? Where's that like threshold on where we finish for the season that you would have to say yes or no for you? If it was like top four for me, that's like 100% Oscar come back. I think yeah. it, and it, obviously not making playoffs is, you know, I don't. You're not getting yeah. your contract yeah. renewed if we don't make yeah, playoffs. I mean, that's I mean for if sure. you don't, I mean, if Orlando right now loses every single game, including two home games coming up on June 21st and July the 4th, like you're talking about L, like one, two, three, four, five L's in a row. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then it awaits us, fifty thousand people in Atlanta, July 15th, and. Let's say we lost against the Salt Lake. So let, that's like six games we lost. Like, and then, you know, yeah, I mean, we're ready to throw the season away because we're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I mean, this point. is the thing. It's, it's a but long it's, season. And this summer, historically, has not been good to us. So yeah. I'm hoping that we can have a good summer. Also, League's Cup yeah. is this whole other thing. That exactly. I don't, I don't even know League's what's going to happen during League's, League's Cup. League's so. Cup, in my opinion, I mean, this is just my personal opinion. I think Orlando needs to focus on the MLS Cup. I think Orlando has a good chance to comfortably pass uh, to the playoffs without struggling. And, um, and you know, just let the kids play the League's Cup, man. I mean, yeah, I Granados, uh, Granados, I Fabian, Fabi. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like I want to see a combo of the fringe Orlando City squad and an OCB squad play those League Cups games because I don't want to risk like our first team squad on a tournament that I don't think is that important to us. I think it's more important that we do better in the MLS this year than we than we you know try and win another cup. We did that last year. This year. I want all of our best players to be fit and ready to come back when the MLS season starts back up, you know? Let's read uh, a Nani type. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Nani, Nani came, uh, his career in Europe was done. And, yeah. uh, you know, he his career in Europe was done. He didn't want to go to South America. He didn't want to go to Australia. But if you, if the, you look at the best strikers in the league, none of them are stars. Exactly. And you know, Nani, they're not, Nani they're not a... the old DPs. There's there's no Drogbers or Ibras out there doing, you know, bits like Chicharito's 
done no, nothing but, this year. No, Chicharito. I feel so bad for LA Galaxy. Year, so. LA Galaxy was the Is team he scored was... a goal this year? Is oh, he going to have a zero season? He might, you know. I have to look, look that up. Chicharito, I was going for the Galaxy to, to win the U.S. Open Cup, believe it or not. I was thinking, you know what? Make a cool comeback, you know, Cinderella story, you know. But yeah. I, I highly doubt that's going to happen now. And now, um, and that's what I'm saying. You know, their their model is completely outdated. When's the last time you heard of a good academy player from e- either Miami or LA Galaxy? Yeah, Miami is that's, <laughs> right. that's not in their and, agenda. And, and, and that's and that's scary, in a way. And then you have New England, for example, New England. Uh, you know, their academy, the U19s, it just became MLS Next Cup champs. Our academy is one of the top in the country. So, I mean, it, it, there's there's things, you know, there's there's ways of of doing doing the right thing. And I feel like, you know, we should not focus on on this dude right here. On, on Messi. No. But on, on the other note, we're going to focus on New England coming up. And yeah. uh, I want to congratulate um, Facundo Torres for being in the team of the week for sure. Raul Ruidias, the Peruvian, two Peruvians actually, Raul Ruidias and Miguel Trauco. They're both traveled to Korea. And then this is the guy that we need to truly watch out for right here. Uh, how is Zelarayan not in this team? I have no idea. I don't know why Hector Herrera is in this team or Douglas Costa for that for that matter. Uh, did you see Zelarayan's goal, by the way? Yeah, he scored the he scored the Rooney from deep <sighs> midfield. But apparently, that doesn't get you in the team of the match. Exactly. Type. That's that's incredible, man. What? That's that's, that's that makes I no just, sense whatsoever. I don't know me. who make. I don't know scores who an absolute golasso and doesn't make the team yeah, of the week. Unbelievable. Yeah, and then. Um, I will say uh, we have to watch out for Carlos Hill. He's the best player in that yeah. squad. I mean, he and runs that team. We got to shut him down. Yeah, if you shut down Carlos Hill, and and I said this, I think last time we play um, last year when we play um, New England as well. Um, if you shut him down, their whole mid breaks down. And now they have added, you know, how before it was um, Tejan Buchanan. Now they added this guy, which is a monster, the Juan Jones. Yeah. I mean, that dude, that kid's a monster, man. That He's, kid's a yeah, I can see beast. him being, um, obviously, he just got called up for the U.S. national exactly. team. Like, he's going to be a, a, a top cup. level right back in this league. You can already yeah. see that. He's got all the assets to you know become probably one of the best right backs in the league i think i mean who's he's gonna be he's a step three steps up than the adrian gendling in the national team i mean this kid's like yeah this kid's like another level and he could play in europe i think next season probably if he continues uh performing well in in new england and I think I'm that's the, the general idea with the U.S. national team roster. Like, Dewan Jones at, what is he, like 19, 20 years old, is looking, you know, better than, like, a peak Yedlin, right? So it kind of shows, <laughs> shows you how that level has stepped up since the Yedlin generation to this generation um, and just some of the talent that's coming out of the, out of the youth, you know, 
the U20s, like they were killing it at the World Cup. So, and Mikey's in that list for sure. Yeah, yeah, Mikey's in that list for sure. But I mean, this kid looks super ready. And um, drawing back and talking back about Orlando, how do you stop Carles Hill without Cartagena? And how do you stop um, Dewan Jones with Kyle Smith? And without Antonio Carlos, right? And now I know that Juan Jones likes to cut in and likes to look for contact. So in a way, Antonio Carlos definitely could have had a tough time. Now we have Rodrigo Schlegel. So probably our back four for this game would be Kyle, Rodrigo, Robin, and then Rafael Santos. I don't know what are your thoughts regarding that. You're, you're muted. My bad. I agree. I think, um, yeah, it's just a straight swap Schlegel for Antonio. Schlegel did really well last game, and I think it was a smart move by Oscar to bring him in because um, and they had a lot of pace, Chicago, in that line, and that's kind of what happened to Antonio. He got beat for pace, and he just kind of had to make a last-second challenge. Um, so Schlegel doesn't, you know, he allows, he has a bit more pace, right? And he, he tends to be a bit better at covering those balls in over the top. Um, and so I think that it's a pretty simple switch one for the other for this game. Yeah. So, and the whole point is, I mean, I am a little concerned uh, regarding, you know, the Juan Jones, like completely overpassing, um, Kyle Smith. I think Kyle Smith in this game, I think the back line needs to play very conservatively. Um, now, who... So, if you have Galese and you have Kyle here, right? Of course, Petrasso... I heard that Petrasso may, may, may be coming back. That's another thing that I've heard. Uh, that it's getting close to return. Uh, I don't think they're going to force him, though. But he's getting close. Um, so, if you keep this back fourth, Kyle, um, there will be Rodrigo, right? And Robin, yeah. right? And then, and then Santos. Now, my question is, who do you put in the middle? Now you don't have Cartagena. Obviously, Araujo is going to be there. Uh, I think. I mean, I think for this game, there's only one answer because we need the defensive solidity. And, and that is that is Felipe. I think it for me in and I know Oscar last game put Mauricio back at the eighth, but I think with Torres being out, Mauricio is definitely going to be at the 10. So he, he's not playing the eight and I don't want him to play the eight for this game personally, because I think we need that double pivot pivot solidity that we've had with both the Rujo and Cartagena. And Felipe is a like-for-like like replacement, pretty much, for Cartagena. They can do the same things. He gets stuck in. He's gritty, you know. I just uh, don't want... I, think, I, I um, mean, last I think time Felipe... For me, the obvious answer. Don't you feel that when Felipe played last time, he kind of, like, really didn't do much? I, I'm not, like, super excited about Felipe coming in. I'll say that. Like I, But I think that you need somebody who has to has the skills defensively and there's no one else in the squad really that against new England, I would feel comfortable 
as a as a defensive midfielder. Maybe Dagger Dan, but he hasn't seen a lot of minutes recently, so I'd be surprised if he gets the shout in midfield. Um, do you have another idea outside of Felipe? I mean, obviously, you're probably going to flip out. I mean, Dagger Dan, right? I mean, he's. I mean, he's that's what cool. I was saying. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean cool, but, but I don't I think it's going to happen. That's the thing. I don't think he, I would I love think, it. I don't think he gets a break. Uh, I would actually say, and this is going to sound crazy, but I would say play three cut, you know, cut them loose, man. Like, like we truly make an impact to completely decimate Carlos Gil. And you're going to put Felipe Araujo, and I'll put Dagger Dan right here, man. Like, you call me crazy, but... I mean, I... Uh, I think you could play like a four three three I mean, and, for this and, game. And, yeah. and he can he could be more, you know what I mean? He can go back, he maybe no yeah. kind of like this, you know, and uh play with no ten, you know, at which in a way it's better for us because we're gonna have Angulo here, right? So we're not we're, we're not gonna lose Angulo. And then in my opinion, on the right has to be Martin Ojeda, right? And then right up front, again, if you're looking at making the most defensively because you have such dynamic midfielder and in the, in the, in the dynamic mid that's scoring a lot of goals and it's like almost at the top of the league. Um, I would say that, um, Duncan, that, that, that's just my opinion because Duncan can yeah. come back defensively. So let's say yeah. Felipe, Felipe, let's say has a brain fart. I know that sounds kind of rude, but let's say, you know, during the game, one of these players have a brain fart. We've seen Duncan go back and try to get the ball and then go in transition. And instead of him going by himself on the transi- uh, in transition, he goes and looks to the sides. And who you got on the sides? A guy who's red hot, like is Ivan Angulo, and another guy that probably wants to take Faku's spot. <laughs> so, you know, like it's a win-win in my opinion. So yeah. I know that. I, I agree. I think in that scenario, I think uh, Arujo would be the one deepest. I think, yeah, um, yeah. Sure. I think of the three, but there is an argument to say that we should play a single pivot, right? We should play just one true defensive midfielder who's just staying on Carlos Gill, um, just because he's going to be playing that central attacking midfield role, and you just have one guy there, kind of lines up nicer than a double pivot. Um, but again, defensively, you know, I think. We need to have a lot of hardworking players on the field for this one. We need to be exactly. tracking back. We need we can't have too many luxury players. And this lineup would would give you, you know, really only Ojeda is the one there that I would say maybe doesn't do too much defensively, whereas the rest right. all put a put a good shift in uh, on right. the and then you help, side of the ball. Uh, and and with this system, I mean, look, I mean, this is gonna sound crazy, but with this system. Kyle, Kyle loses the ball. Daggers right here. Rodrigo is too too slow to run on in transition because the Juan Jones is going crazy. You got Araujo, and this you see, and then Felipe. Let's say you know Santos loses the ball. So you see, it's covered. Yeah. And then if you retreat with Duncan in the back, then they could reorganize, and then you know Ojeda and Angulo may may track him back too. I so, think. Um... It's going to be interesting whether Kyle is going to be doing his inverted fullback role mm-hmm. in this game, right? Because right. I don't know if we're necessarily going to be the ones who dominate the ball in this game. 
And yeah. sometimes that's why we're doing so well on the road is because we're in a counter-attacking team. So maybe we just want to set up the team to be the best counter-attacking team we can possibly have out there, which would be a lot of pace, um, but with mainly a defensive you know, squad. I, I think Oscar's going to go... The, I, I think he's going to do the 4-2-3-1 with Mauricio in the 10. Yeah. Ojeda right wing, Angulo left wing, Felipe instead of Cartagena. And, with, and no uh, Dagger Down. Really... I would love to see Dagger Down, but I don't. Yeah, I me just, too. I would I love to see Dagger Down. Because yeah. look, if, 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 if El Prof is looking, he's probably laughing at me right now. But I mean, the reason why I say that is because I feel like, okay, that team that I just put in with Dagradan on there and Araujo as a, as a true six pivot and two um, defensive mids right there, no 10, it's to withstand the attacking onslaught from New England. And yeah. then eventually they're going to get tired. And then that's when you start making your changes. And, and then a lot of the time... You get, you get a fresh urgent. You get a fresh, um, a fresh Maori, right? And I'd rather have a fresh Mauricio... You know, that is able to definitely get the grasp. I mean, we saw Mauricio in the whole mid last game against Colorado, in my opinion, overpassing the ball. I mean, they were playing tiki taka, like the whole, like it seemed like, you know. And I think that's the thing away from home, we don't need to be so possession based. We don't need to like have Mauricio in there to run the plays around. We just need to get the ball and essentially get it straight to the wingers, get it to Angulo and Ojeda and let them run, you know, or let Duncan go in over the top or a car or whatever. It's all about the fast paced attack. It's not about the slow buildup. And Mauricio is there at home to help with the slow buildup. You know what I mean? So in a lot of ways, I think you're right. I think that maybe away from home, we benefit from not having Mauricio in there and that a dagger Dan type gives you more flexibility and he's not holding up the ball as much and passes it quicker, etc. But I don't see Oscar going for that. I think, I think what you lined up now, <laughs> right? Yeah. Most, I, I, most I, likely I, with Cara yeah. instead of Duncan. So I think Oscar will do Galese, Kyle, you know, oh, no, no, Rodrigo, it's not Robin. Sorry. It's, it's Sorry, Mason. Not Galece. Mason. Yeah. <laughs> Galece totally and just I'm used to already putting yeah, it there. Right. Sorry, Mason. So it'll be Mason, Kyle, Schlegel, Robin, Santos, Arujo, Felipe, and then right wing Ojeda, Maori at the, you know, Mauricio at the 10, Angulo at the left wing, and probably Carr again, I imagine. Um, for what I've heard um, online. And but if there's any the- change that would be justified, it would be, I think, bring letting Duncan have a start. Yeah. And why? Why it's so important to stop um, Carlos Hill? It's because Carlos Hill is one of the top assists, leading in assists in the MLS. Tiago Almada is with nine. Gazdag from the Dupe, Philly, eight. <laughs> Leo Chu from Sounders, and then Carlos Hill right here. And then Cucho, another guy who we don't even want to remember, Cucho. Yeah. I mean, I think Carlos Gill is like a straight up number 10. You know what I mean? Like he's just a, he is an attacking central midfielder through and through. Whereas like, you know, some of these other guys, Almada's got like more of an attack, you know, he's a bit more versatile. Whereas Carlos Gill is just straight up, 
Like he's Mauricio essentially. Like imagine Mauricio, but in his prime. That's that's Carlos Gill, really. And then and then uh, we have also good news regarding you know um, the Orlando Pride. All right, they just um, they won against uh, Portland. I want to say. Yep. Let me. The Portland Thorns. Oh, there you go. Okay, you guys can see it. A three-one yeah, win. Yeah, it's a three-one win. Um, and now, why why is this so important? You probably say, well, because after watching this game, I believe this is a turning point, um, turning point moment for the Orlando Pride when it comes to the league. I mean, Portland is probably the best team in the league, the best team in in the NWSL right now. And um, for this young squad to totally like make him look like this little, <laughs> you know, like non-existent. And literally the defense, Haley uh, McCutcheon was amazing. Um, the whole back line, um, um, Strom was phenomenal. Like, I mean, they play with such heart. And then obviously the best player on the pitch, Adriana with that golazo from freaking a free kick. I wish we could have have we had a free kick uh, goal so far this this season, um, John? I don't think so. Not for Orlando City. Not for Orlando City. I, no, we right? have for OCB earlier yeah, in the us- season, and there was one this weekend. You see, you see, look. So everyone right here, you know, she's just pacing and then hits it perfectly. Perfect shot. It was um, the beginning of many, in my opinion. I think Adriana was unstoppable in this game. Um, no one could stop her, uh, and it showed. Uh, great hustle for Ali Watt as well. Again, Adriana, here you go. Look at that pace right there. Cut goal. That's a faku goal right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a straight up faku goal. I mean, she's she's the star, you know, she's the 10. She's the even though March is there, you know, she's, she's taking the limelight a bit for Marta. Um, and she's she's just. She's a Brazilian winger, yeah. right? That's what she is. She's a Brazilian yeah. winger. She's Neymar in female form, and uh, she's killing it. And then that's Messiah Bright right there. Um, she's amazing striker. So, I mean, this team has so much potential. I also saw a lot of more people in this game, which I want to give kudos. And, you know, they're playing ex- exciting football, and yeah. it shows. And... I mean, everyone, I mean, I'm so happy for, for Seb and Giles Barnes and everyone there in the team. I mean, they're playing phenomenally. Hopefully, this is a turning point of, uh, of events for the Pride, and then they can make the playoffs, right? Hopefully, having two Orlando teams making the playoffs, that'll be great. You know, look at Ali Watt right there. Wow. You know? Um, I think the most important thing is is exciting. You know, like a lot of these people in the stand look like they're excited and they're enjoying themselves. And I think there's a period where the pride games weren't so exciting because they were just, yeah. they never, you know, really got going in a season that just was not fun to watch them struggle every year. And this year they seem to be a lot freer. They seem to be more just expressing themselves on the field. And Seb has found a way to get the most out of this squad and even like Marta, like Marta's look at that. Like she's looking yeah, she's better looking than good. maybe when she first signed with us, you know. So she's having a resurgence and 
so many stars in the squad that are coming out that we didn't see before, right? Like you were talking right. about with, you know, Strom and uh, I think um, the other one, you know, Haley, uh, Haley McCutcheon. Uh, yes, that's what I was yeah, going to mention. She, and I Morehouse mean, is, is yeah, coming Morehouse out every is game. And, yeah. and there, there's just, there seems to be not only that core of like, okay, these are our star players, but even, even the players that we, we didn't really know much about or, um, you know, we're, weren't really sure what kind of level in the squad they would be. Those people are even starting to show. So I think for the pride, it's all, it's all plus. And this ends a little bit of a two game, you know, defeated streak as it were, right. They lost the two before this. So it was nice to nip that in the butt and uh, allow them to kind of not go on a too deep a hole and, and kind of turn things around quickly. And then you got Orlando CDB uh, maintaining their unbeaten record at home with a 4 0 shutout victory over FC Cincinnati. Juninho, um, Almaguer, I mean, they're playing phenomenal. Jack Lynn with a freaking amazing goal, man. And we saw the comeback of Luca Petrasso. Comeback of Luca Petrasso in his MLS Next Pro debut earning the start in which served in his first minutes of action since April 15th. They missed playing left wing in this yep. OCB game, by the way, not left exactly. back left wing left wing. Yeah. He play, uh, he missed two months due to injury. He played 59 minutes and then it was replaced by Franco Perez, uh, who also made his return to the pitch uh, due to injury. And, um, you know, or Orlando city B is having a phenomenal season. You know, uh, Jack Lynn uh, with an amazing goal. I would say it's a, it's a golazo, man, from distance, outside the box. And then Juninho also uh, taking advantage of the free kick. Uh, free kick goal, 2-0. Then Shaq Mohammed with an assist by Luca. So take, take notes on that. Assist by Luca, 3-0. And then Imanol Almaguer, 4-0. Uh, Orlando. I'm, I'm glad you said that last name because I I struggle with uh, Al Almaguer. 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 That's hard yeah, one. Almaguer, yeah. I can't roll my R's, so I struggle. I struggle with some of the the Spanish I, names. I need to see. I need to see. Um, hopefully, I would love to see Shaq in the first team at some point. Uh, Juninho for sure. I think Juninho is an exciting player. I think Jack uh, I don't know what... should be getting some yeah. some chances. I mean, that goal was yeah. like that was classy. That was okay. You're going to give me this much space. I'll just bury it in the top corner. You know, they can they could blend OCB and Orlando City and play play that squad a mix of fifty fifty. I, I would love the that. Stop. I would love that. Stop. I think Jacqueline. I think Shaq Mohammed, I think, you know, Abdi Salim, yeah. Alex Freeman, but even that, like Taylor, you know, th these, sorry, are, these Thomas, are the guys Thomas who, Williams. Thomas Williams. yeah, these are the guys who were signed, you know, and we thought maybe they'd be somewhat OC, you know, Orlando city minutes, but mainly just OCB. But even the guys that are just pure OCB players, some of them have been having real breakout seasons, like, you know, Juninho and, um, you know, Moises Tablante and Otero's, you know, maybe he should get some minutes in the league's cup. Right. So I think the exciting thing is OCB is bursting with talents and it's just a case of wh which of these guys do we give chances to and when, 
but we've got a whole bunch of options. Like there's so much talent there that it's almost, you know, some of these guys are not going to get chances who arguably should get chances. Right. And I think that's great. And, and years gone past, we not, we didn't necessarily see that from OCB. And this year they are, you know, arguably one of the best teams. Like they won this week, the MLS pro team of the match day. I didn't even know this was a thing, by the way, but there's a team of the match day <laughs> and OCB win it. And there's a whole article about um, on MLX next pro about how good this, ML, how this win was. And I just think OCB are in this league. They're like a top team in this league. And that shows that they, a lot of them are pushing the envelope ready to become real players for Orlando city. Yeah, I encourage everyone to go see an OCB game, man. I the mean, fortress that is Osceola Heritage Park. Yeah, I mean it'll be great. Now, what happens if they make it to the to the final? Like, you imagine, you imagine uh, uh, Kara playing the nine. No, if, with, they, with... if they make it to the final, we gotta get like the entire place sold out, <laughs> and we gotta we yeah. gotta sell it out for the OCB. Sell game. it out, yeah. For sure, yeah. even if they make like. The playoffs, we should do a big push yeah. to get a lot of people out there for that game because I think that's the sad part is when I see these celebrations, it's like it's not quite the way they would celebrate Orlando City game with all the crowd, right? They're kind of you can tell that they're celebrating where there's, you know, not a huge crowd there. And it kind of is like we want these guys to experience the feeling they're going to get when they play for the first team, then we should pack out the stadium for one of these games. And if they're going to be on a run and make the playoffs, then that would be awesome if we did that. There is a, there is another one. Um, there's a lot of players saying, uh, oof, you know, I, he didn't say that. That's crazy. He says, uh, this game is so cold. Like the, like the pitch of Orlando city. Look how many people are putting on Twitter guys. Unbelievable! Look at that. They're already starting uh, the the troll the troll madness uh, for for Messi, right? Oh, um, I, I was trolled a lot <laughs> for my my built not bought post. I yeah, uh, yeah. the the, uh, the inter Messi <laughs> fans did not like that. Oh, the built the built, but but it's true. I mean, Orlando has a history behind you know, and people are gonna say, oh, but you got the Aztecs, well, <laughs> right? I mean, I but think it's, people don't realize level. it's it's in reference to the franchise being building a fan base, exactly, not buying a fan base. And, uh, I, and I was they there. all thought that I was talking about cacao being purchased. I'm like, no, that's oh. not. That's not. What and not only that, cacao. I mean, think about it. At, at that time, Orlando, obviously, cacao, Ballon d'Or. I mean, one of the best players, Brazilian players to ever play the game, but also very injury prone. And, uh, you know, you have to also say um, his, his kind of his, his, it was the last, his last dance for, for Kaka. He, he knew that after Orlando, that that was it, no, you know? And but so I, I think it's like we were talking about at the time, the league was in a completely different place yeah. than it is now. So at the time it was, yes, he's the most expensive player on MLS because he was such a big star, right? And now it kind of puts you in perspective where someone to go out and sign a player like Kaká in the modern world, like in the modern era, it wouldn't 
be as big a splash as it was for us at the time. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Uh, and I want to add also um, some words from Wheeler Cartagena. He's in Korea right now. He just arrived with uh, Pedro Galese uh, yesterday. And he said this uh, to DirecTV Sports from Lima, Peru. Llegar a la MLS me ha servido de mucho en el tema físico y mental. Arriving to the MLS has helped me a lot in my, uh, in my, my physique and my mental toughness. That's what he said. Um, so he's improved. He feels like a better player coming to the MLS. He's, he's gonna, and I believe so too. I think he's uh, physically fit. He started looking like that player from the play in Argentina a few seasons ago that people in Peru were calling out for him to be the starter eight, you know, to sit, to 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 put away Pedro Aquino, who, who was playing in Cruz Azul, that, no, was playing in uh, Leon at that time, and say, hey, no, give Wilder the chance. He's playing in Argentina. He's the, he has the arm, captain armband. So he's definitely, this is a good good look for the league. You know, he's in Asia right now, representing not only uh, Peru, but also Orlando City and the MLS because he's an MLS player. So, I mean, that's that's fantastic. And, um, you know, so, but anyways, uh, I want to thank everyone that's been uh, on with us today uh, live. Uh, if you're listening to this, this is going to be in um, on audio form on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Thank you so much for your support. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, that's the best thing you could do is spread the word with your friends. Drop us a thumbs up. Uh, more thumbs up means that YouTube will recommend our, our video to more people. And um, John, any last less? What's your score for against New England? Ooh, you know I didn't think about that one. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with. I think it's gonna be a one-one. One-one. What do you think? Oh, man, I think they they are a very good team, and we you know we are said, on a good streak, but we haven't played anyone of their caliber in a while. I pulled the miracle one nil Orlando Kyle Smith goal. I mean, we're great on the road. Odds are we get another win. I'm actually of these three games. I'm more worried about Philly than I am. Yeah, it, because of yeah. our amazing away form, like. I think six points out of these next three games would be awesome. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully three that happens. And are we having a show on Thursday or is this next week? It will be next week, so because of double yeah, so, double yeah, game so, week. So next week we're having a show Monday we'll and do, Thursday. Yeah, Monday right. and Thursday we'll do the uh, – I'll be going Wednesday next week to the Philly game. And so that's why we'll have a double, double podcast. But like Luis said, please uh, – Subscribe, follow, like, you know, five stars on Spotify, five stars on Apple Music. I don't know about Apple Music. I don't know how that works. Apple Podcasts. Um, Apple Podcasts. But yes, wherever you listen or follow or engage with us, whether that's on Twitter or we have the Facebook group, which you guys are more than welcome to join. We can we can post a link for the Facebook group. Luis is not able to run it at the moment, but I'm still running it. Well, I just created. I just created. I just created a new one. Uh, okay, I'm gonna good. Add, I'm gonna add you guys. 
All right, cool. So we might have, have to add me to the group. <laughs> we have to add Luis back into his own Facebook yeah. group. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, it's uh, been, overall it's it's great, and I think you guys are awesome. But please, um, you know, like and follow and share and all that stuff because it, it really helps us. And we we don't get paid for this. We do this out of our own time, out of the love of the club. Luis is driving back and forth every time from yeah, from Tampa I've put, I've, from uh, St. Pete. Yeah, I've put ninety. Th- uh, my car now has ninety-one thousand miles, and wow. I have to trade. Have to trade it in. Yeah, I have so, to get a new car. You know, throw a like up there just for Luis <laughs> driving back and forth, and uh, and all the press conference that he's go- going to. Yeah, and you guys some to put, awesome. Yeah, got some awesome to, press conference footage. Yeah, I still have to put. Um, I have to get a new camera. My yeah. camera broke, but um, I have to get. Um, I have to now get a new car and possibly, you know, fix the whole, the whole thing of my, oh, from, no. for the, yeah, the for the, yeah, it's going to be crazy. But either way, um, we're positive. I think Orlando definitely could pull it through. Uh, I want to also add by closing and saying, what a happy Father's Day because it's this Sunday coming up. To you, John, I know you're not a dad, but you may be a dog dad. So I'm a dog dad, that is yeah. true. And I have um, a dad. Yeah, and you have a dad. So happy birthday to your dad too. Yeah. And yeah, and to, and and happy birthday. <laughs> happy Father's Day. <laughs> you're like, yeah, happy, happy birthday. <laughs> no, but um uh to, to all the dads, um, you know, happy Father's Day and enjoy time with the fam. And vamos Orlando. Let's win it. Have a good one. Vamos Orlando. Take care. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.